another informational resource from UK Healthcare. This is UK HealthCast, featuring conversations with our physicians and other healthcare providers. Here's Melanie Cole. As a parent, I find it impossible to imagine anyone neglecting or abusing a child. However, it happens to so many kids all around the world every year, and it is heartbreaking. What can we do to help the situation, to get involved. My guests in this panel discussion today are Kara Scott. She's a nurse practitioner and Wally Bellis. He's a senior social worker in the Department of Pediatrics in the Division of Forensic Medicine, and they're both at UK Healthcare. Wally, I'd like to start with you. Give us a little, you know, information on some statistics for how many children are abused and neglected each year and how many children actually die from this abuse and neglect. Melanie, that's a, a wonderful question, and actually we have some uh, very recent data. The uh, Children's Bureau of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services just released their annual report a few months ago, and this report took a look at uh, abuse statistics around the United States for the year 2017. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Kentucky ranked first in its uh, rate of child abuse out of all the states uh, in the United States. We have a, uh, had a total of 22,410 child victims of abuse and neglect in 2017. And uh, that puts us at about, uh, per every 1,000 children in Kentucky, 22 are uh, suffering some form of maltreatment. And uh, sadly, that, that's more than double the, uh, the national average of just a little over nine per 1,000. So, and you had asked, I believe, about fatalities, which is a uh, another horrific figure. Um, the Kentucky Child Fatality and Near Fatality Review Panel uh, released their report uh, just a bit ago from 2018. Uh, in Kentucky alone, there was 134 uh, total cases of fatalities and near fatalities. And if I remember correctly, I believe that we had uh, 16 total fatalities in Kentucky that were due to maltreatment for, for the year 2018. Wow, those are staggering, Wally. And as you said, horrific statistics. And while this is a difficult discussion to have and, and difficult to hear those kinds of statistics, tell us what's the difference between a neglect and abuse, Wally, if you would just kind of set that stage for us so that we know what we're talking about today. Sure. Um, I think that's a, that's a really good question. And, and quite simply, um, neglect is, is basically an act of omission. Uh, it's, it's a willful uh, not providing a basic need for a child. And uh, when we think about neglect, uh, we think about things like basic needs, food, shelter, clothing, uh, but it can also include things such as uh, educational neglect, medical neglect, um, even environmental. Um, So whereas neglect is kind of a a parent or a caregiver having the ability but just not meeting the child's need, physical abuse would be uh, more of an infliction, um, inflicting some type of of physical injury on a child. Um, It it can be hitting, kicking, slapping, et cetera, but it it is that act where where something happens or is done by the parent and results in a, a injury to the child. How awful. Kara, Wally just said and is done by the parent. It's not always the parent, correct? I mean, why 
I don't know that you can even answer the why, but who is most often doing the abusing? Is it relatives? Is it strangers, caregivers? Who's doing this most often? We honestly see abuse inflicted by multiple individuals, whether that be a parent, a relative, a daycare provider, a babysitter. Unfortunately, we see a wide range of perpetrators. If I could, I would like to add um, one of the uh, more, I guess, common uh, types of uh, individual or perpetrator that that we see is oftentimes uh, an unrelated male that's in the home. And uh, one of the things that we try to do here is, is lots of lots of education for uh, for single parents on uh, pr- uh, how to uh, select uh, individuals in the home that uh, that that are going to be safe around the children and around the uh, the parent themselves. I think that's one of the most important points we're going to make in this podcast today, Kara. What are the signs and symptoms of child abuse and neglect that we might notice or that the school would notice and let us know about? What should we be looking for? What we use as a great guideline um, for individuals to be aware of is something called the 10-4 bruising rule. And what that rule entails is any child who is four years of age or younger should not have any bruising on their torso, their ears, or their neck. Um, and that also includes any child under four months of age should not have any bruising. Bruising on babies is, is not normal, and these are significant indicators of abuse. Um, we also say that those who don't bruise rarely bruise. So if a child is not able to pull up on furniture and cruise other objects, they should very, very rarely have any type of bruising. Then what do we do? Wally, I'm going to start with you. I want you both to answer this question. What do we do? If, if we're a parent and our child comes home from the daycare or from a babysitter or, God forbid, from school or a friend's house and we notice some of those bruises or they're pulling back from us or they're recoiling when we try to hug them or any of these other things, what do we do? Who do we report it to? Do we try and investigate ourselves first? What do we do? I think that's a, a really good question, Melanie. And and really, our our first inclination as parents is is to do investigation. And uh, but what I would encourage folks to do if they have concerns, if their child comes home uh, from from the daycare or or from uh, the sitter's house and and has bruises like Kara mentioned that would be considered suspicious, um, the first thing that the parent needs to do is is to pick up the phone and and notify uh, the state social services agency here in Kentucky. It's the Department for Community-Based Services. And they have a hotline that, that any of us uh, can call. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the law in Kentucky is very simple. We're, we're all, as citizens of this state, mandatory reporters for suspected child abuse. But if you call 1-877-KYSAFE1, that's Kentucky Safe 1, that phone line is, is manned 24 hours a day, and there will, there will be somebody there to, to take the concerns, to, to uh, measure that with, with their, their, their protocol and their, their policies to make sure that it, it meets the criteria for investigation, and, and if so, become involved in, and perform a, a formal investigation of, of potential child abuse. Again, that's 877-597-2331. 
So, Kara, on to you now, because one of the things that uh, parents might be concerned about when calling these numbers is that people are going to think it's them and that their children could get taken away from them. So they might be hesitant to report this. What do you want them to know about that? I want them to know that it is crucial that that this be reported. Um, a formal investigation will be conducted and it's extremely thorough and we'll go into detail about the events leading up until the injury was discovered, um, other caregivers, other environments. It's going to be a very thorough and detailed investigation and it's so crucial to make sure that that is reported so that um, this injury is investigated. And are there signs, Kara, of sexual abuse that might be different than the bruising that we've been talking about for physical abuse? Is there something we would notice in a child? And while you're answering that, do we ask the child, if depending on their age, I suppose, but do we ask the child, has somebody been doing this? Or did somebody hit you or push you or sexually abuse? How do we approach this with our children? I think it's very important to have open communication with your child. And um, first thing first, I think, is, is educating children and letting them know what kind of touch is okay, what is not okay, teaching them correct names for body parts, things like that to make sure that they are educated. And I, I do think it's important to have that open line of communication. I'd like to, to add to, to just what Kara is saying. Um, open communication is a parent's best defense uh, with, with any type of, of sexual abuse, making sure you have that conversation, just like Kara said, that the, that the kids are, are, are somewhat educated. Um, and that, that's really the, the best tool that we as parents have in our uh, arsenal of protecting our children. So how do we check out a daycare? or a babysitter. Wally, why don't you answer this one for us first? What, what are we looking for? Because we hear about these horrific cases at daycare. And how do we know? So um, first and foremost, when, when you go to the daycare, um, there, there are several things that, that you might want to look for, uh, making sure that they have some kind of a license or certificate posted somewhere where, where you can see it showing that they are truly uh, certified by the, by the state to provide child care. Um, you may want to check to see where they put their compliance reports uh, and, and take a look at those to make sure that as they get their inspections that they're truly in compliance with, uh, with state regulations. Um, one of the big things uh, that parents can do is after you've taken a look at, at your daycare, uh, you, you may go to several of them as you're, as you're searching for a place to provide care for your child. Uh, when, when you find the one that you're interested in, or, or maybe a couple, the best thing to do is, is to pick up the phone and call the Division of Regulated Child Care here in Kentucky. If you call 502-564-7962, and tell them the daycare that you're looking at, they'll be able to run that center through their system and tell you whether or not there's been any history of complaints. Uh, that's run through the office of the Inspector General here in Kentucky. And actually, if you're, if you're interested, parents out there and, uh, and caregivers, you can, you can Google OIG, 
Kentucky, that's really the best way to remember it. And it'll take you straight to the uh, the page for the Division for uh, Child Care. There's a, a wonderful tip sheet on there that you can print off and use uh, for for things specifically to look for as you go and, and, and try to select that perfect center for your child. What great advice. Kara, what would you like the listeners to take away from this segment? And as we said, as hard as it is to talk about, it must be talked about and it must be recognized. So we all have to know those signs and be able to know where to report. What would you like them to know about child abuse and neglect, sexual abuse, and hopefully preventing it from happening in our state? I think that it is so important to know what to look for. Like we discussed, um, the 10-4 bruising rule. If an individual sees a bruise on a child where there is concern, it is so important to go ahead and make that report. The safety of the child is, is you know, in their hands, and they, um, they can save their life by making that report and getting that investigated. Wally, last word to you. What would you like the listeners to know about child abuse prevention, recognizing, as Kara said, the symptoms and, and the resources that are available through UK Healthcare and other places. I think one of the big things that I would like for for folks to understand, we've talked a lot about uh, reporting and, and where to call to make the report. Sometimes people are, are very much afraid that, that there might be some kind of repercussions that the, uh, the person they're making the report on might be told that it was them. I just want to, to make sure that, that everybody understands when you, when you pick up the phone and you call the hotline and you make the referral, it is up to you uh, whether or not you provide your name and your contact information. If, if you're just absolutely uncomfortable uh, giving them your, your name, you can make that report anonymously. So uh, fear for, for being uh, recognized or for the, the parent knowing where the referral came from, I'd just like to, to put that to rest for folks. I think this is all such great information and so important. And thank you both for being on with us today. And also thank you for all you do, because what an important job that you both have. And and I can hear the passion in your voice. And thank you so much again for all that you're doing for the children of Kentucky. That wraps up another episode of UK HealthCast with the University of Kentucky HealthCare. You can head on over to our website at ukhealthcare.uky.edu for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, as I did, please share with friends and family, share with people that you know, share on your social media, because that's how we all learn together from the experts, and that's how we can all hopefully prevent some of these cases of child abuse and neglect. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.